Welcome to today's podcast with Louise and Diane. Today we're going to be talking about quoting. We recently produced a brilliant, if I say so myself, a brilliant webinar, great feedback um, on quoting. And they actually got to hear us live. Uh, We were pretty mean to each other with objections, weren't we? We You were definitely mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) Then we did a workshop where we listed every possible objection we could think of. And I got hit with all of them. That's very true. (laughs) Revenge. It was good fun, wasn't it? Um, So we wanted to talk a little bit about maybe some of our learnings from that webinar, because it's amazing. We present it. We obviously do quite a bit of preparation beforehand. Um, lots of slides go into it, lots of thoughts. Um, but everything we ever do, we end up learning more, maybe not more than everybody on there, hopefully not more than everything on there, but um, we definitely learn every time, don't we? Definitely. And that's one of the great things is that obviously, you know, we can share our knowledge and everything that we know about having built our cleaning businesses, but we can also learn from other people because you never stop learning no matter where you are. Yeah. And it's not just learning new things. It's learning the perspective. And definitely I I was quite taken aback. There was a question yesterday and we'd run through um, exactly how to give a quote and how to build up all the rapport with the customers. And one of the questions was, well, Louise, what if I don't ask? What if I miss a couple of questions? And I was like, what if you do? The questions aren't there for the answers. The questions are there because actually the more questions you ask, the more that you build the rapport, you get on better with people and you really understand what they're looking for. If you forget to ask something, ask it next time. Phone them up and say, whoops. And they don't know what you were meant to ask. The questions, like you say, they're there to guide the conversation and to let you get lots of information. Yeah, absolutely. But they're also there just to have a conversation. See, we were going to have a little bit of a play around today, weren't we? <laughs> See how brave we're feeling. Yeah, uh, we did. Um, we did a video quote, didn't we? I had you walking around your house last time. We were asking you to run your fingers on skirting boards, and it was really good because for a lot of people, they don't do video quotes because it's scary, it's new, and we made it really simple. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the same as an in person quote. It's the same as a just a telephone quote. You're just asking questions and you're getting the client to interact with you. Yep. And you did until your Wi-Fi went down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like a good person giving a quote, I'd already prepared for it and I yeah. told you exactly what to do, had it gone down and then it did, which is really great when you're on a live webinar. Yeah, um, absolutely. But we, we moved on beautifully and, <laughs> and glossed over that part. So quoting, shall we start from pretty much the beginning? Um, I'll ask you first, Diane. Do you like quoting? Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's the favorite for me, the marketing and the selling are the, my favorite bits of the business. And, and in fact, I was on a, a call earlier with someone else. It's the hunting, killing bit, isn't it, of the, of the business in a nice way. <laughs> what do you do on your quotes? What do you mean hunting, killing? <laughs> you mean the competitive exactly, exactly. I like the challenge of it. I love it. But also, you know, you get to have some great conversations. And because I enjoy it, I think I feel confident and therefore I enjoy it more. So it's it's sort of like a self-fulfilling thing yeah do you know do you know what I actually miss about not going out and doing in-person quotes I popped out the other day and uh, this lady had twins 10 month old twins and um she was clearly struggling a little bit I was like do you want me to hold your baby I was like yes I get to hold the baby I was like I love it like <laughs> now when I do over the over their um, video ones nobody hands me a baby and I'm no. like oh 
It'd be great to take your shoes off though. <laughs> no, and I don't have to drive. And, and you know, that's the one thing I would say that I love. And this is something we covered last night. Let's say you get a video or a telephone quote a bit wrong. Let's say I get it actually quite wrong and it's an hour out. I underquote by an hour. The reality is that actually by the time I've driven 20 minutes to get there, if I do a video quote, it takes me 20 to 30 minutes. But an in-person quote, I get chatting and I'm there for an hour. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a 20 minute drive the other side. Well, I can afford to make an hour's mistake on the actual quote and I'm still financially better off than doing all these quotes. Completely and- agree with you. It just saves you. Your time is your most valuable asset. It's the one thing you can't make more of. So it's the one thing you should conserve. And so, yep. yeah, absolutely. Video quoting, telephone quoting. It's a brilliant way of, of saving that time. So you ready? <laughs> <laughs> always, Louise, always. Do you, do you want the ring ring part again? Shall I actually <laughs> pretend to ring you? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, what are we going to do then? Because we haven't planned this far, have we? Do no. you want to? Are you going to? Are you going to be the client, or do you want me to? No, I'll be the client. And do you want to do the end of tenancy one that we did last at the, at the in the masterclass? Yeah, and we'll focus on. And we'll focus on the kind of questions that I'd actually want to find out. So I'm not yeah. going to do a full quote right to the end. No. Just the questions I want to find out about an end of tenancy. Yeah. And we'll do a lovely bit of rapport building first. I love a bit of rapport because that's what tells me what I really need to know. I don't really need to know how many cupboards you, well, I do, but um, whether <laughs> you're going to go with me or not is going to be entirely dependent on, you know, how much, how much I know about you, quite yeah. frankly. And whether I like you. Uh, on an people buy from people they like, so, Louise. <laughs> is it like, or is it actually, you just need to trust that I'm going to get your deposit back. Yeah, you just perhaps. need to trust that I'm good enough yeah. at what I do that you get what you want. So, and sometimes they just need the receipt. But anyway, right, we'll move on from that. Let's assume you have to like me and maybe you will, maybe you won't, <laughs> hopefully you will. Okay, game face off, let's go for this. Okay, okay so, go on, you can ring me. Ring, ring. <laughs> I can't get over that part. Okay. I know. Well, <laughs> hello, Louise. Phone, Louise. <laughs> okay, hello, Louise speaking. I'm not going to give the name of my company. I'll just be hello, Louise from the cleaning company speaking. Hi Louise, um, I'm looking for a clean of my flat. I'm moving out and um, I need it sorting before I, I leave. Perfect. Um, to give me an idea then, are we looking at a full end of tenancy clean and we're looking to get your deposit back? Um, I think so, yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm ending my tenancy. That must be what it's called. Perfect. And normally people call us because actually it's cheaper to get the cleaners in and guarantee you get your deposit back than they call us in afterwards. So um, perfect. Now, just before I start, we offer um, cleaning. Quite often people might want oven cleaning and carpet cleaning and we don't cover that. Is that something you're looking for as well? Um, Yeah. Is that something that you'd be able to arrange for us? Um, so we, I would love to, and we do work with other companies that do that. Um, unfortunately, if you went through us, I'd have to charge you VAT on top of that. So what I do is give you their numbers directly. So we've okay. got a wonderful local oven cleaner and a brilliant carpet cleaner. The one thing that I will say about getting your oven and carpet done at the same time as having us there is your house is already clouded when I've got a team of people in there. Please, could you not arrange it at the same time that we're there? So before or after, we could work any way you like, um, but please not at exactly the same time. 
Oh, thank you. That's, that's really useful advice. <laughs> OK. Otherwise, we're trying to clean parts of the kitchen and the oven cleaning guy is in there with all his chemicals taking up all the floor and we're going, well, we need to clean underneath you. So, um, right, let's get a bit of an idea as to what we're going to clean then. Um, so tell me more, how many bedrooms? Did you say it was a one-bedroom it's, it's, it's a two-bedroom flat. Um, yeah. Two-bedroom flat. And we're doing, I'm guessing when you say two bedrooms, are we talking master bedroom and spare bedroom or? Yes, yeah. Um, I kind of use it as my study. Nice. And will the pl will your flat have no furniture and will it be empty? Yeah, it'll be empty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when we say no furniture, um, is anything staying? Will the bed and things be there? No, nothing that the fridge, freezer and things like that will be there, but not no furniture. Fine, so we've got empty apartment, um, but we'll still need to go inside kitchen cupboards. I'm guessing you've got built-in cupboards? Yes. Okay, so we'll need to get inside the kitchen cupboards, built-in cupboards, bathroom cupboards. Yeah, yeah there's, cupboards a, there's just, one ba just one bathroom cabinet, I think, yeah. Okay, um, and how many bathrooms have you got? Just one. Just one main bathroom, no ensuite? No. Perfect. Um, and as for the rest of the flat, are we talking one big living area or tell me more? Um, yeah, it's just a it's just two bedrooms, living room, separate, um, a, a hallway. Um, and then, yeah, just the kitchen. The kitchen's got a dining table in it, though, so it's a decent size. Kitchen and living area lounge. Yes, just just a big lounge. And will we need to get all the windows as well? Yes, please. Do you do the outside? I would love to do flat outside windows, but I, we, unfortunately we don't offer that. Again, I can give you numbers of window cleaners. Um, I've got to say, most landlords don't expect you to do the outside. Normally, um, they would take care of that part. But oh, okay. Check your agreement. So, But unfortunately, we don't offer that. We do, however, do the inside. Um, now, what sort of condition are you in at the moment? So I'll ask some quite specific questions. Um, in the bathroom, is there any um, mould or lime scale? Um, there's lime scale because we've got hard water. Lime scale. And when we talk about lime scale, if we talk about the shower door, how see-through is it? Probably not very. Not very see-through. Okay, fine. Thank you very much. Um, and, and obviously, I'm on the telephone, so I'm visualising a normal-sized flat. Um, but I also know in some of the areas where I operate, there are flats that are bigger than my entire house. Just so I know, are we talking your average size flat here? Yeah, I would say it's, it's not huge. The, the, the main bedrooms are good double. The spare bedrooms are small double. Okay. And condition of the flat at the moment, um, what's, what's it looking like? Is it in pretty good order? And actually, we're just going to have to do skirting boards behind um, where the furniture was. Or actually, is there quite a bit of dust all over? Um, no, I don't think it's very dusty. Not very dusty? Okay. okay, and windows, again, any specific marks, fingerprints, face prints? No, but I don't think I've cleaned them since I moved in. Okay, am I likely to have sort of mould where we get a little bit of condensation? I hate asking this because you feel so awkward about your house, don't you? It's but not my house we're talking about. This. It's not yours, no. <laughs> uh, but do you know what? I say that to customers anyway, yeah. I would say. Anyway, let's keep going. Get back into character, Diane. Sorry. That was actually a part of my script. Don't turn into you. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. So, yeah, so windows need a little bit more attention. Yeah. 
Okay, now a kitchen. Now, if I ask you to just touch the tiles just above the hob with the back of your hand, are they sticking slightly? Um, maybe, maybe a little bit, yeah. When you say maybe, are you there now? <laughs> yes, it's sticking a little bit, Louise. Okay, <laughs> you know I'm going to ask for more details. Okay, and obviously we'd expect that a little bit behind the hob. What about around the rest of the, if you move sort of half a metre away from the hob and touch the tiles again with the back of your hand, just lightly, um, what are they like? Yeah, they're not sticky, but they, they do need cleaning. Okay, are we talking splatter marks kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, lovely. I'm a messy cook, what can I say? <laughs> and um, now all the cupboards will be empty, won't they? Yes. Perfect. How many cupboard fronts have I got? Um, well, you got, not I. I'm, I'm talking as if I'm going to clean this. How many cupboard fronts have you got I'll, in the apartment? I'll count them for you, Louise. There's ten. Ten? And drawers on top of that? Yes, so I've got one set of drawers. When you say set, I'm thinking cutlery drawer, something, yeah, three, whatever you three keep in drawers. the middle drawers, three drawers, and then pan drawer at the bottom. Okay. Um, when you counted cupboards, we're counting under the sink of the cupboard as well? Yes. Perfect. Um, now, are we going inside your fridge? Yes, it, it will need. Um, do I need to defrost it? What what conditions it in? Um, it depends. Some people unplug it and leave it open. Obviously, you can't do that if it's thick with ice in the freezer. So, um, do what's the agreement with your landlord, and what would you like us to do? Because obviously, we can um, clean it all, and we can defrost the freezer but I just need to know what we're doing and what you're doing. Yeah, it will need doing. I don't think I'll get time to do it. Okay, so fridge and freezer. Now, is he or she or landlord expecting that to be left on or are we turning it off and leaving it open? Yeah, just leave it switched off. That'd be fine. Switch it off. Perfect. Okay, so we're not doing your oven. Um, we need to get the hob above it as well. Yeah. Um, and... In terms of um, access, how how is the parking? Um, I, well, I've got my own parking space underneath the block. Brilliant. And are there gates we need to get through? Um, yeah, I'll be able to give you a code. Perfect. OK, um, I forgot I was about to close you there, but I'm actually going to go on and give you the quote here. So, um, right, so your quote. So looking at what you said, so we've got two bedrooms, uh, we've got one main bathroom and a little bit of lime scale to tackle there on the shower we've got the hallway we've got that kitchen and we've got the lounge so i'm looking at um if we're getting all the windows as well and going inside all the cupboards sorry i'm just adding this up i'm looking at about 10 hours here and um, price wise on 10 hours you're looking at 300 to cover all of this now, which day did you say you're moving out on? Which day does this have to be? Um, what flex? I've got to move out by um, the middle of June. That's, that's a lot more than I was expecting. Mm, I, I'm really sorry. Um, I always feel a bit guilty when people say that to me. Um, I can understand, unfortunately, it, is, it normally does take about 10 hours. Now, if we get there and it doesn't take the full 10 hours, to get that then I'm more than happy to reduce it down but I've got to say rarely does it take 
significantly less than what I'm expecting. If we get there, and obviously you kept it in perfect condition and we don't have to get inside the fridge or, or freezer and you know we start going inside the cupboards and there aren't those lovely rings that I would expect in nearly every house to see, I am happy to bring it down. Um, unfortunately, that's that's kind of the price to get it done and it does guarantee that deposit back and, and we put that in there that um you won't not get your deposit based on the cleaning you can find cheaper i completely understand but if they then don't do it properly or they don't turn up and the main problem is they don't turn up and for most people what they find is they move out and they need the keys back within two days if your cleaners don't turn up it's you that ends up doing it so yeah i've got to hand the keys back the next day so and that's the reality for us um so um yeah that's the price so, sorry my doorbell just rang there so that's unfortunate right um I mean do you want to go ahead obviously if you can find cheaper I completely understand um but I do know other people particularly when you're in a sort of time pressured situation we're not going to be able to do this with a day or two's notice the only reason we can do this now is we're looking in a couple of weeks time so when is it specifically, just so I know we can actually do what you're asking for. I didn't ask right at the beginning. When, when do you need this done for? Um, I'm just going to random date, 12th of June. It needs to be done on the 12th of June. 12th of June. And does it need to specifically be that date or could we do uh, a day before or after? Um, I suppose it could be the day before if it had to be, but not the day after. I've got to hand the keys back the day after. Okay. So how are we going to work with the oven cleaners and carpet cleaners? Are they... Oh, I mean, because it's going to take okay. a couple of days here, isn't it? Especially if we're doing 10 hours, we're going to be there. If I put two staff on it, it's five hours. Okay, so if you, if you did yours on the 11th, I could maybe get them booked for the 12th. Okay, perfect. So we're looking at the 11th. Okay, so we've got quite a tight time schedule here, haven't we? So I'll just check the diary. Lucky I didn't ask for it tomorrow. <laughs> it's not happening tomorrow. I didn't think I could even quote and say no to that one. It's, there's just no way it would happen tomorrow. I'm so sorry. We are absolutely chocker. You're going to find good cleaners at the moment are chocker block. Um, normally we have like a six month waiting list. It's been through most of the pandemic, but at the moment we're down to about two, three weeks. So, so we can get that booked in. Um, do you want me to pencil that in? Um, I know obviously you were saying about wanting cheaper. Obviously, absolutely fine. If you find someone that is reliable, I can cancel it from there. But do you want me to get that penciled in? Yes, please. Perfect. Right, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> now I would go on and do more and more and more. Um, I actually don't think that was my best quote. <laughs> <laughs> Joy is a real one. It was an unprepared one. I was like, I don't even know where yeah, I'm going. It's okay, but you know what? You gave the quote, and actually, when you know, I, I didn't, I didn't throw a load of objections at you because that's not what we were, we were doing on this this podcast today. But um, you know, it's you're going to get the price objection, especially with one-off cleans, because people don't understand how long it takes. They don't understand how much it costs, and yeah, so you, handling the price objection is the biggest skill, isn't it? And it's not even what you say, it is staying calm. And you know, I handle my objections with brutal honesty. Do you know what? You can get cheaper, but good luck with finding that and getting the date. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not threatening, is it? It's just the reality of the industry. I know what it's like. I've seen it too many times before. And it, particularly in my area, there is so much competition and people always say it's area-based. Well, where I'm based, there is so much competition. There are hundreds and every other cleaner is cheaper. 
Yeah. Um, so when they throw that at me, you know, there's not much defense other than yes, yes, you can get it cheaper. But I also know the other cleaners, if they're good, they're fully booked. And if they're not good, they're going to let you down. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's that confidence, though, isn't it? And that's where all this comes from, is that confidence that you know your team will do a good job. You know it's actually a good price, a reasonable price for the job, makes it worthwhile you doing it. And you know that, you know, especially if we're closing an end, they're going to get their deposit back. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all around just self-confidence. Would you have negotiated if they said, I want 250? Now, obviously, there was no chance of me negotiating. It's kind of, that's the price. That's why it's the price. Take it or leave it. I know I'm probably doing five other calls that day and I'll just get it booked up. Um, but, I mean, would you have negotiated? I would. If So if anybody ever says to me, that's a lot more than I was expecting, I would always answer that with a question of, what were you expecting so that we can get an idea as to whether our their budget and the actual what it's going to cost uh, of anywhere that this that can be sort of not negotiated but is uh, are we too far away I suppose from each other um but I'll never discount I'll only ever reduce the cleaning time yeah that's all you can do isn't it if this person wants an end of tenancy well I could do your end of tenancy in four hours we'll get the kitchen done do you want to do the rest? Yeah, I probably could have negotiated. I think for me on an end of tenancy, I would, I, I probably wouldn't negotiate because it ends up by the time you um, start negotiating and say, okay, okay, I'll do just this amount and they're left with the rest. And then, you know, if there's any problems, it all falls down to me anyway. And I just don't, from a management point of view honestly it's not worth the negotiation I do it all and I take responsibility or I don't take the job on I, I don't think on an end of tenancy I would negotiate I would on a regular clean where you've got a relationship an ongoing thing but maybe I'm a bit brutal no I think I think you're right I think there's an element of managing the customer expectations is always key in this quoting process isn't it but you know what especially with an end of tenancy where they've got a deposit at at risk which is usually the whole reason they want the end tenancy in the first place you can't guarantee they'll get their deposit back if they won't pay what you they need to pay but sometimes if it's a spring clean in somebody's house i'll say well what rooms do you want us to miss out what are your most or what are your most important rooms and then give them an actual realistic well okay in five hours we could probably do your kitchen and the downstairs, but we won't get to the bathrooms. Is that going to be okay for you? So it's, yeah, it's just kind of figuring out what the client actually wants and see if you can meet their expectations and budgets. But if you can't meet their expectations, then forget the budget. It's just not worth the hassle. And also, if I'm honest, I probably wasn't concentrating fully when you gave me that quote. If I'm honest, I think I probably slightly underquoted you. When I booked in 10 hours, I'm thinking, actually, it probably was nearer 12. Again, you know, my biggest fear is I underquote. Um, and therefore, I can't, I, I just can't. Yeah. you know and if somebody says oh you know if I got the kitchen wrong let's say um and I put in about three hours it could take me four hours um you know if I've over questioned something else it will balance out normally um whereas if it's like right I just want a three-hour kitchen clean the reality is I might not get it done in yeah. three hours so I need the leeway elsewhere and I think that's why a lot of people want to go out because they're so frightened of underquoting. But what I've learned is actually, first of all, we never go out and quote for one-off cleans because 
you don't win them all because the price can be quite high. So it's not worth the trip out. So we've we've quoted out over the phone for one-off cleans for years. And we always over, not overquote, but we quote based on worst case scenario. And if it takes less time, we'll either reduce the price of the clean or we'll do other things while we're there. But we can't afford to lose money on one-offs. Um, it's just they can just go awry so easily. So a kitchen is this many hours, a bathroom is this many hours, and it's just a set formula. So you don't need to see it. Yeah, agreed. Although it does help sometimes. And this is why I like the compromise. I've got to say I would video quote it because, yeah. um, you know, why, why not? It's so easy. Do you know why I had one today? I invited them to a video quote. Um, and for some reason, they must have read the message wrong and they sent me a video of their house they walked around it for like two and a half minutes and I was like okay watching this video going all right and I was like this isn't the way I quote but then I was like I could quote on this so um so I gave them a quote but the you know even with a video the less detail they give me I need to talk I need to find out exactly what they want so if they don't give me the detail I looked at this house and I was like I'd probably be quoting about eight hours but I quoted her 12 um because some she'd written a little bit of blurbed with it and she seemed to be asking for quite a lot um so I opted it um but if it was real life I'd be pushing on those and going well actually what do you want and the reality is they probably would have only wanted eight hours but you know, if she didn't want to commit to a video call with me, then I'm probably not going to have great communication. I don't know what she wants. Therefore, my only option is to do everything. Yeah. And I think also when you're quoting for a one-off, it's slightly different. It's the process. It's, it's a lot of the questions are the same. Of course they are. But somehow the process and the relationship is slightly different, isn't it? Because one-off, it's like not quite take it or leave it but it kind of almost is whereas with a regular service you're gonna have to understand what that client really wants on a regular basis and can you meet that expectation because you're gonna have to manage that relationship so it's much more important to get it right yeah and and yeah I mean I've got to say I don't do a lot of vendor tenancies because we've only got very few slots available for your bigger cleans so your 10 12 15 20 hour cleans I don't have a lot of slots for those so I would rather put in a first time clean slot because then I can have ongoing cleans from there and if I don't keep them free for first time cleans then how do I fit in when a 15 hours one comes yeah. along? So and the best the best thing about having a domestic cleaning business for me is you've got regular clients. So, you know, you sign up Mrs. Smith for three hours a week and they stay with you for years, hopefully. So it's a much more predictable business model. So, you know, it's better to build your business around those regular slots. So is it? Now, this is an interesting topic I talk about regularly. Yes, you've got repeat business. You know what you're doing in six months time. But you also know that you can get higher rates for your more specialist, your one off. You know, I need, um, you know, even if you do oven cleaning, it's at a higher rate. Your one off cleans are generally at a higher rate. So that's not bad. If you're a solo cleaner um, and the work is coming in, why would you not build up on the higher profit margin jobs? I think so. But for me, it's what one of the challenges as well of growing a business is recruiting. And it's quite hard to predictably recruit if you're only booked three weeks ahead, which most oven cleaners and carpet cleaners, perhaps they're a bit longer ahead at the moment because the market's very busy. But it's hard to balance your business and grow a team when you've not got predictability. You, you have to build a marketing machine to keep that filled up. 
guess if you're a solo cleaner, you probably would go for the higher margin things, definitely. So I think this is really interesting. And this is a topic I often talk about with people. And I'm going, well, what is your business plan? And they say, you know, what I do end of tenancies and I make lots of money and they get a high, um, prof- higher profit margin they believe they can get for domestic cleaning. And I'm going, first of all, it's not true. You can get it for domestic cleaning. But anyway, um, there's kind of two models, aren't there? And, and I think people get it quite confused. If you want to grow and have a big team, then by, you really do need regular work. Now, I'm not saying you can't do that with end of tenancies, and, but you have to have relationships with quite a lot of estate agents. You need to be doing your house builders. You need to have your after builder cleans. And if you want to go down those contract routes, it's possible. But it's quite hard to build a sustainable team of any size when you know nobody knows what they're going to be doing. Um, and the, the benefit of domestic cleaning is actually predictability. Yeah. If you're doing one-off cleans, um, then it is higher profit margins, but then you can't grow the team. So it's it's one way or the other. Yeah. And and for me, it kind of it, it starts off with what business do you want? So, you know, quite often when when I'm sort of talking to people in the industry, it's like, well, what do you want out of this business? Are you wanting to be working, going out cleaning or are you wanting to build a team um, that goes out and cleans for your business and you spend your time running the business? Often there's a big balancing act between the two for quite a long time for most people. But it, it really sort of starts with, well, what are you trying to build? And it's very hard to build a team around you know you don't see that many big carpet cleaning businesses running big teams you don't see many big oven cleaning businesses they're out they're out there but there's not many of them compared to so, so what's your tip diane if i right now i was a, a cleaner and i worked with one other member of staff and i went diane i really want to grow my team i really want to but i cannot recruit i can't recruit at all what should I do? Lots, lots of things you can do. First of all, it's usually the price, isn't it? So it's usually make sure you're charging enough to make it worthwhile having a team. Yeah, well, I'm charging £17 an hour. I think that's worth it. That's way more than I was getting before. So I am really happy with what I charge. You know, I'm the most in my area. No one would possibly pay more than that for my service. I promise I tried quoting £17 and two pence and nobody took me up on it. So I know that £17 is the maximum. That's the absolute limit for your pay. area, is it? Absolutely. Okay. literally 2p more and they wouldn't touch me (laughs) yeah and and we hear that all the time this conversation it's all about area isn't it and it and it really genuinely isn't it's nothing to do with your area because every area has 10 pound an hour cleaner and every area has 25 30 pound an hour cleaners and everything in between it's more to do with your sales skills um so you know hopefully you might have picked up a few tips from louise um or certainly the masterclass that we did for the dcbn there was a lot more content in there about how to how to quote it's your sales skills that you need to work on because if you can't charge enough you won't be able to build a team and they'll just cause you more you'd be better off staying as a solo cleaner and this is the point I sometimes get to with some people. I'm like, actually, 
do you know what? Why are we slogging this? Yes, I can teach. Yes, I can teach you to recruit. Yes, I can teach you to manage the team. Yes, we can do processes. And yes, we can do systems. And yes, we can do software. But if that is not where you want to go, please just tell me now. And we can look down the much easier, much more profitable route. If you do not want to run a big team, then you would be better off specializing, charging a higher, higher rate. You're going to have less stress and you will make about the same amount of money as running a team of seven or eight and so please tell me now and let us go down that route because it's painful for me to guide you through this process <laughs> this yeah. is not selling my coaching ability <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that's a fundamental starting point for any business so even if, if you're already in business do you actually know what you're where you're headed towards it, it's the it's the starting point you've got to know why you're doing it and what you're doing it doesn't mean you have to know all the answers you do kind of need to have at least a bit of a picture in your in your mind as to what you're trying to build if you are trying to build something so i think there was a great great quote i'm not sure where it's from i think it might be from uh, the eu myth maybe um, but most people in business um are oh i'm gonna get this right i should have it to hand basically they are um operatives they are operatives that now work for themselves um uh, do you know where that's from I think it's the from is it from the e-myth where it's the operative that has an entrepreneurial seizure and yes, decides to start it. a business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you for saving me there, Diane. <laughs> thank you. So, and this is what happens to most people. They're like, I'm sick of working for this company. They didn't do it right. I can do it better, blah, 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 whatever. I did the same. So I'm saying it like, you know, I did the same. But anyway, um, and then they have an entrepreneurial seizure and they're like, I am gonna work for myself what do you do and they do and obviously it goes really well and everybody loves them and and they grow really really fast and um, but, but, but that's not an entrepreneur that is an operative and they go but I don't want to stop cleaning I don't want to sit and do admin all day I don't want to manage really challenging team members and I don't want to do all of these things um and and actually, you know, if you do want your bigger business, well, you've got to kind of get to grips with a lot of those of things. Yeah. We talked about that in a previous podcast, didn't we, where we talked about how you have to grow as your business grows, because who you are at the beginning is not who you are as, as it grows. It just most of us aren't born to know how to do this. <laughs> we have to learn. So should we do a quick one, Diane, where I get to be the customer? No, and... we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not. Are we not? No, because no, you just you just throw 17 objections at me. I'm not going to object too much. <laughs> just pitch the price to me. I'll give, I'll give you a really easy setup. Go on, on the spot, Diane. <laughs> okay, no, no problem. So uh, if I frame it up, so what my key thing is when I when I have an inquiry about cleaning is I want to have a conversation. So they want to know the price. And I want to have a conversation. I want to tell them the price because I don't want to go out and see anybody that can't afford us. But I just want to have a conversation. And I know that they're itching to get the price. So that's how I do it is to kind of guide the conversation so that I can earn the right to charge my price, if that makes sense. OK, so we're going to run through it without going into too much detail about the house because obviously we had floor plans up and things before. So can yeah. we just gloss over too much details around yeah. the house? So, yeah. Ring, ring. Hi, this is Diane from Cleaning Company. How can I help? Uh, I just want a quote. I've got a three bedroom house. I just I just need a quote um, on how much it's going to cost to get to get a weekly clean. Sure, no problem. So it's a, it's a regular service that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, just weekly clean three hours a week. Fantastic. Is it all right if I ask you a little bit about the house and who lives there so I can be able to give you a quote over the phone? 
there's no way you can give me a quote. I know it's going to take three hours. Our last cleaner did it in three hours. Um, it, your last cleaner might have done it in three hours. We might actually take less. So um, it's better if I find out a bit more about the house so that I can give you an accurate quote from our team, if that makes sense. Go on then, I've got five minutes. <laughs> you're so impatient. <laughs> okay, so you told me you've got three bedrooms. Fantastic. So how many living rooms have you got? Uh, I've got a lounge, dining room and kitchen. Brilliant. Open plan. So it's, it's all in one, is it? So nice family space. Okay, and who lives in the house? Uh, me, two kids, and we've got a uh, cocker, cocker poo. Okay, brilliant. So um, just the three of you then and the, and the, and the dog? Uh, yeah, my husband as well, but he's out of work most of the time. Brilliant, okay. And um, you're, looking for, you're looking for a regular weekly service, and you've already had a cleaner. Is that a recent thing, or are they, have, you, have you still got a cleaner at the moment? Yeah, um, so the cleaner, she's been with me about five years. Uh, everything's great, um, but she's moving on, getting a different job. Oh, okay. Right. It's really difficult to adjust when they do when they move on, but hopefully she, she you know, she's you're wishing her well and uh, just looking for somebody who can take over. Yeah, I need someone as good as her. Brilliant. And in the three hours, was she cleaning the whole house? Um, or was she doing any extras like laundry? Um, she did the whole house. She alternated things. So one time she would do a couple of the beds. The next week she'd do change a couple more beds. So sometimes she did windows. Um, so yeah, she did everything. If I'm honest, I don't really know what she did. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like she might have been working a good housework routine on it. Um, uh, as she kind of got over five years, I'm sure she kind of got used to the house and how things worked. So in terms of priority rooms, what we tend to do is work to a priority list. So we start on the most important rooms and maybe some rooms, if, you know, it sounds to me like you might be using all three bedrooms anyway and don't have a spare room. But if you've got any rooms that are, are less used than others, then there'd be a lower priority. So in, if we were talking about your priorities, would that be your, your kitchen stroke living area, family room? Would that be your main priority are you saying you won't get it done no I just I'm just wanting to make sure that we're focusing especially when we start on the right rooms first so that we we can get the routine right for you because obviously we've not been doing it for five years yet so we need to make sure that you know I'm guiding my team on how to work a routine so we can get into that routine really quickly so is it kitchen well, family room your priority yeah, I suppose that's a quite, but I mean, the bedrooms matter to me as of well. Course, we're in yeah. them, you've got to breathe the air. But yeah, that family room, we probably spend the most amount of time yeah. in. Uh, but I don't mind where you guys go. So no. I'm not there. So absolutely. So bathrooms, how many bathrooms have you got? Is there just one family bathroom or is there a downstairs loo? Yeah, there's a family bathroom and there's a downstairs loo of, of the yeah. And is, is there an ensuite um, for the no. master bedroom? No. So it's just one bathroom and, and then the downstairs loo. Fantastic. I'm presuming bathrooms are a high priority for you as well with, with having a family. Yeah. Brilliant. OK. So if we were to work a routine where kitchen and bathrooms, main living rooms, hall, stairs and landing, then the master bedroom were, were the main priorities. And if we had to um, work a routine on anything, it might be alternating the children's rooms. Would that be the sort of routine that could work? Uh, well, well, the last lady did everything. The thing she, she, she got everything done within that time. And um, yeah, it wasn't every bed every time. So the beds that she changed. Yeah, were so she, was, she was alternating tasks within the rooms rather than alternating rooms. Yeah, so I expect yeah. a good hoover round and, and dust of them all. Yeah, so that's fine. We can work a, a really good routine around that as well. That's how we do things, not a problem at all. Okay, so um, if you, 
I, I suspect that with a busy family and the dog, you probably do need those three hours. So I don't think we would be able to get it done in less time. So if you were looking at three hours weekly with us, that would be, um, including VAT, £75 a week. And we bring everything that we need um, that, to, to keep on top of it. Your face, Louise, picture. <laughs> so how does that fit with what you had in mind i was paying oh now what was it 36 pounds that's double. gosh gosh okay so yeah so you you, oh, you've got a, a really inexpensive gem there shall we say in in terms of your cleaner we pay our cleaners a lot more than that so we wouldn't be able to compete on price but where we can compete is on the service um and the reliability and obviously you know we have holiday cover and things like that which you don't get with a solo cleaner but we definitely wouldn't be able to compete on price for a weekly service you do have an option that you can reduce the time but in that and that would obviously reduce the budget, but that would mean that you'd have to compromise on what you were getting done. Or an alternative is we can we could come once a fortnight and we might well be able to get it closer to your budget by doing it that way. Would that be something that would work? I'd have to speak to my husband about that. <laughs> no problem. Does your husband help with the housework at the moment? Well, the cleaner does him. <laughs> but she's leaving to go to another job. Yeah. So she's, she's yeah, that's that's... The problem with the industry at the moment is a lot of people are leaving the industry to go into other jobs because they're perhaps not charging enough to make it worthwhile, which is why, you know, obviously using a business like ours, you get that that extra reliability and, and the service that we can provide. And of course, you know, we've got our team that we train and look after and give them a great um, job opportunity as well. Well, I, I think we think about that. <laughs> Not a problem at all. Well, you know, in terms of um, day of the week, have you got a preference? And, and you know, if we've got availability, then, you know, we can fit you in if you do decide to choose us. It has to be Thursday morning. has to be Thursday morning. Not a problem. So you say morning. Does that mean be sort of between nine and 12? Is that OK? I, I pick up from nursery at, at 12. So it has to be finished by 12. OK, no, that's not a problem at all because we start at nine. So that'd be fine. We might well be that we're just leaving, though. So with a three hour. Well, my clean. last lady started at eight o'clock. Can you do that? No, because our team have all got children as well. So we're a nice family run business. So we like them to be able to drop their children off at school. So we don't start until nine and you'd only have one cleaner with us. So it would be somebody coming from nine until 12. Oh, <laughs> well, look. Have a think about it, Louise. You know, we've got availability on Thursday mornings. Um, if you would like to go ahead, we're here. You know, we're here to help. Or if you'd like to think about maybe a fortnightly option after you've spoken to your husband, that's OK, too. Well, I do think you're expensive, but I've spoken to 17 other cleaning companies and they are cheaper, but none of them had space for me. Yeah, well, that's that's the challenge in the industry. The demand is incredibly high. It's hard to recruit, um, which is why, you know, we we are here to look after our customers and have a great team in place. Well, I hope you're good. I hope you're good. If I'm paying these rates, if I'm paying for this, I want perfection. <laughs> well, the great thing with us as well, you, you don't have to worry. If, if there's anything wrong with us, you've got our team in place to look after you. So you don't have to deal with the cleaner yourself. You know, we ask for feedback and we value feedback because it helps us improve. Um, so, yeah, we are good. Amazing. Gosh, I put you through your paces there, Diane, you did didn't you? I? 36 pounds. <laughs> 36 pounds. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, it's, it's quite it, it, it's quite interesting. One, you handled it beautifully. It was quite interesting because the meaner I got, you faltered a little bit. And sometimes, <laughs> you know what? Customers are just mean, yeah. aren't they? Like brutal yeah. with us. <laughs> and you go, oh come on. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get off the phone now. Yeah. But do you know, you it's could... it doesn't matter. She doesn't know me, you know, it's like and do you know that persistence? And this is what they do. Now, obviously, she didn't get 17 on the quotes. That's ridiculous. Um, but often, you know, they will go out and they may have already spoken to two or three before they get yeah. to you. And actually, they have got cheaper. There are cheaper ones out there. But there's a reason they haven't already taken the cheaper ones. If yeah. they know that there's cheaper options, then why haven't they already taken them? Why are they speaking to you? Because the reality is they probably had an inkling that you were a bit more expensive. And most of us, if we're a bit more expensive, they could probably get an idea on the website and, yeah. Um, yeah you can so, tell yeah so you know I would sort of do what you did and keep going because you're proud of what you do yeah and one thing that came out in the masterclass though Louise wasn't it that um actually neither of us were particularly salesy in our quote until the objection stage and then it's kind of like you've but you've you've done a lot of seeding the sale through the call. Obviously, we didn't do a very long call on either of those ones, but you're, you're kind of seeding it all the way through by demonstrating your expertise and building rapport and showing that you understand what the client wants. So you don't have to be that salesy. But yeah, when somebody's throwing you a lot of objections, you do tend to have to justify what you're talking about. But that does it's normally only ever one price objection. You very rarely goes on for quite so long, does it? It's normally like, <laughs> that was more than I was expecting. And I'll just go, well, what were you expecting? And then we can see, you know, where we were at. So um, it's usually a oh, bit I wasn't of, letting you off lightly no, there, It's Diane. not usually that tough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what is nice and and the thing is um, I think you and I over our years have both had the tough ones and you sometimes feel like I don't know about you but I've sometimes almost felt like going don't book me then and I have yeah. a, a, and yeah. you know my approach I am quite just you know I'm quite realistic about what's going on if something's you know if I haven't got space if if they I cannot deliver what they've asked for I will do it and if they really are pushing me to the nth degree, I'll go, look, do you know what? There are good cleaners. Go and look on Facebook. Please, yeah. please just go and have a look on Facebook because I can't do this. Yeah. Well, it's like the 8am thing, isn't it? It's like, no, my, my cleaners have families too. It's like, no, we're not starting at eight because I'd never be able to meet that expectation. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, right, Diane, we've been chatting for quite a while. Ages, um, yeah. So, so um, sure, thank you very much. And yeah, uh, thank, thank you for listening to and us. Before we far. go, if you like the podcast, please like it and share it with your friends because we'd love more of you to be watching and listening. Amazing. Perfect. Speak to you all soon.